Just as soon as I start to see mountains through breaks in the trees on the side of the road, my car's GPS goes blank, my phone loses service, and there is more and more distance between the buildings. The road bends left, then I turn right, and I start to follow the curve of the lake. At first, I'm driving on brand new concrete, then cracked pavement, and then finally, I take one last turn, and I'm bouncing up the dirt road to camp, the lake sparkling in the distance. This camp, Camp Aranudic, is home for me and for the over 300 other campers and counselors that will spend time there this summer. Each year, I take the same week off from work, leaving the Friday after the 4th of July to go off the grid for eight de- days to head up to camp, Camp Aranudic, a summer camp for transgender and gender nonconforming youth in New Hampshire. I'm a bunk counselor, a big sister, a friendship-making bracelet-making mentor, a surrogate parent, a volunteer, a friend. And as a cisgender person, someone who is comfortable with the name, pronouns, and gender given to me when I was born, camp is one of the few places in which I am in the minority. This year, I had a cabin of brand new to me campers, girls aged 10 and 11. This age is my favorite to work with at camp. They're old enough to be relatively self-sufficient, but don't have enough insecurity to avoid being silly and affectionate. They're old enough to be a little mean to each other, but not quite old enough to be cruel. Young enough to want a bedtime story at lights out, old enough to go to the bathroom by themselves in the middle of the night, which is a walk. (laughs) While living with them is mostly a privilege and a joy, it can sometimes be a nightmare because children sometimes are monsters, and they argue over fruit snacks, and they refuse to brush their teeth. Yet I go back year after year because I get to be a part of creating a space in which which every single person around knows and loves my campers for exactly who they are. At camp, they are in a bubble of the best kind, a microcosm where literally everyone gets it, where they can shed a heavy layer of protection and quit looking over their shoulders. They get to just be kids in a place where they can swim and not worry about people staring, where they can be a girl wearing a dress and heels to formal without a doctor pathologizing what it means that they chose that outfit instead of a button-down, where they can stand in front of a room of kids and perform a song they wrote on the ukulele and sing about a crush without getting the side-eye from anyone. Don't get me wrong, these kids all have their stuff, but at camp, a lot of that stuff gets left at home. For one week, they don't have to be the only one of their kind at school or the example and a lesson for a well-meaning family and strangers. I adore these children, not only because they are so much fun to sing with and snuggle. I love them for the way they love and care for one another, for the way they eschew what's cool or popular to make sure everyone is included, for the way they work so hard to learn and name their truths, for how they find joy and build community, for the way they so completely follow their hearts. In Galatians 5, we are reminded that we are called to freedom. We're told that the fruit of the Spirit is love, that the fruit of the Spirit is patience, kindness, gentleness. We're told that the fruit of the Spirit is beyond all law on earth, and that living in this way is what God really wants for us. By this passage, we know that these kids are not only free to be who they are, They're called to walk in the freedom of the Spirit. They're free to love their neighbor, but mostly they're free to love themselves. The message in this passage is to think bigger. 
When it comes to gender, we're challenged to think beyond any sort of either-or binary. There are truer guidelines than the norms and laws of humans and society, and those guidelines are beyond our earthly bodies and what governs us here, be it law or social mores. And doesn't it then follow that if we are freed by the spirit to consider ourselves spiritual selves first, inhabiting a body, that sometimes those bodies and spiritual selves don't quite line up right? By the freedom of the spirit, there is an opportunity for us to know ourselves to be different than what the rules of humanity say we should or shouldn't be. The kids I know and love at camp are able and brave enough to think bigger and broader, to live and feel outside of their physical bodies and the definitions and rules people assign to them. They are not afraid to live into their truest, freest selves, the definition and knowledge of themselves that they know from living in the freedom of the spirit. In their ability and bravery, I see the support of a loving and kind God. At camp, these kids are reminded that they are free over and over again, free to paint their nails for the first time, free to let me French braid their hair, free to wear a tie to formal night, free to answer to their chosen name and pronouns, free to climb and swim and play and sing and, yes, even argue over fruit snacks. All around, there are people who see them for who they truly are, people who are dedicated to keeping trans kids happy and healthy and safe. Eventually, the week comes to a close and family and friends come to take their kids home. Something that I always try to remember at this point of the week is that while these kids might have some stuff, tough stuff going on outside of camp, there's always at least one person who gets it enough to send them there in the first place, who understands enough to know that these kids need to be in community with people like them, who is on board enough to drive them up to the deep woods of New England in the middle of summer and schlep with them a week's worth of sleeping bags and clothes and towels and bug spray and closed-toed shoes. I always make sure that I stick around long enough to see pickup happen on Saturday morning. The kids are so excited to see their families and the families hug and then don't let go. Everyone relieved to have had a week in which the trans kids are front and center, supported and loved. The campers hug each other and cry, getting as much of this camp love in before they come back next year. They take photos and exchange emails and Instagram handles. The parents make small talk. Maybe the parents talk a little bit about a new doctor they found or getting their kids on hormones, but mostly they just talk about their kids and staying in touch. They talk about how far away they live from each other. They talk about getting together anyway. They talk about piano lessons and how fast their kid is growing out of his shoes. They make inconvenient plans for school break weeks to get their kids together again. This is God at work. Parents of trans youth following the spirit, opting out of the outside world that wants to correct those kids, that wants us to tell those kids that they are wrong, that wants us to tear them apart to make them what society decided they would be the second they were born. The parents and communities of these kids are choosing kindness, gentleness, and patience. Families are leaning into faith, trusting that they will find joy and love. There are no laws against these things, Paul says. Instead, as people of faith, as Christians, these things are the laws for us to prioritize above all others, above any human or any earthly law. 
God calls us into community with one another, calls us to seek the fruit of the Spirit in our relationships. If those are the laws we are supposed to truly follow, then celebrating and affirming the trans and gender nonconforming people in our lives is indeed what God wants of us. There are many ways that I see God. Here are a few. I hear God in summer camp songs about freedom. I see God in the billions of stars you can see when you're in the middle of nowhere at camp. I feel God in a room full of trans kids who are so fully living into the spirit of God, loving themselves, finally, as they love their neighbors. But I think I have best gotten to know God in a room full of parents picking their kids up from a week at transgender summer camp. The God I know is just a celebratory, is just like a celebratory affirming parent of a transgender child. My God meets me where I am, just as those parents meet their kids wherever they are. My God loves and encourages me exactly how I am. God is kind and gentle and patient. God encourages me to be free, even if embracing that freedom means that I am going against the grain, just as the parents of my campers do for them. We should all be doing the work to keep these kids free to help them be exactly who they know themselves to be. We should join them in following the Spirit, and we should do all we can to make sure that others can do the same. And sometimes, in order to affirm these kids and people, they're not just kids, we need to learn new languages and new ways of having conversations, new ways of understanding gender in ourselves. In that spirit, I invite you to join me today um, I'll, I'll be leading a Trans 101 workshop at 1130 in the deepening room, and we can all figure out where that is together because I've never been. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>